guys, it's Vaughn Joseph here. Time for Honest Lies on Facebook Live. So it's been a minute since we've done the show. Uh, as you can see, I'm not in the normal studio because I am in V3 TV Spain. Whenever you see this old sign, <laughs> that's what's up. So um, I know I've been getting a lot of emails and I've got a couple emails. I'm not going to say a lot, but people wanted us to bring the show back because for whatever reasons. Um, and that's what I'm doing and most importantly because this is a very very important show today and I wanted to get this story out to you ahead of others but it, it kind of got delayed um, dominoes are already starting to fall things are already starting to happen back in the US with regards to this story so um, anyway let's just crack on you younger people watching the show please 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 do not turn this off um, you need to know what's going on outside of your microcosm which you exist on a day-to-day -day basis this is very very important and you need to know what's happening right now in your world so here we go so anyway I know um, we're all guilty of being distracted um, practically every second we are awake you know we're you know, it makes it extremely difficult for us to focus on things because there's just so much coming at us all the time. And these important issues, they get swept under the rug a lot of times. I'm guilty. I do the same thing. Um, but something so small has just happened over the past few weeks that I know a lot of people probably just ignored it and haven't even paid any attention to. And I've been getting message after message after message with regards to this issue. And I actually just got another message 15 minutes ago that um, the... Uh, Rex Tillerman has been fired. So this is going to play into this. This is part of why I wanted to get this out to you guys late last night versus waiting until today. And now more stuff has developed. So anyway, here we go. So um, I know this is this is going to have major geopolitical implications, you guys. You really need to follow this. So um, anyway, so Russia's been in the news more than usual uh, the past week or two. Um, big deal, right? Russia, China, North Korea, they're always in the news. This is the problem. So we have um, we have them in our face so often that we tend to just say, you know, oh, it's them again. <laughs> Tune out. Um, I get it. I totally get it. But this is why we can't do that anymore, especially with regards to this situation. So Russia's defense ministry says it has successfully tested uh, one of the invincible missiles that uh, Vladimir Putin said earlier this month could deliver a warhead at hypersonic speed and pierce U.S. defenses. So basically they've got this warhead that's invincible, so they claim. And, and of course, U.S. Um, the American military response is, you know, so what? Um, we don't want to change the way we do business. It's not a big deal. Next question, right? Wrong. Don't don't treat it like that. So this is a big deal. Make light of it if you want, but it's a big, big deal. But I'll get back to that a bit later. So now moving over to the United Kingdom, where I generally usually reside, and when I'm not in Spain, um, those of those of those in the know probably already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> they already have an idea what's happened, what's happening, and so on. So there's a former double agent named Sergei Skripal. He's 66 years old. He and his daughter, Yulia, who's 33, were found slumped over a bench uh, in Salisbury's um, town center about just over a week ago. And um, Theresa May, well, let's, let's back up. Sergei was a double agent for um, the MI6. He was a Russian, he was a spy. Essentially, he was a spy. So Theresa May said the uh, 
there 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 was a chemical a, a, a chemical attack on this guy and his daughter in an attempt to assassinate this guy, and they were found basically unresponsive, slumped over, and this public park bench or maybe the bus stop, I don't recall. Uh, so the Prime Minister of England, Theresa May, says uh, that the chemical used in the attack has been identified as being part of a group of nerve agents developed by Russian military. Now, so the man's not dead, neither is his daughter, but he and his daughter are in critical condition, but they are stable. So why is this an issue for you and I? So if you're not over here in England, or if you're not in uh, uh, you know, Russia, why does this matter? Um, the officer that was investigating the incident, he's also in the hospital after having come into contact with this guy and his daughter. So the nerve agent, was not stabilized or even localized. So, the, you know, these two individuals went from point A to point B, and even point C was point C. So they've been to three different places. They went to a restaurant, they went to a pub, and they're telling people they need to, you know, clean their clothes, decontaminate their stuff. I would just burn it. <laughs> they're saying it's not as uh, a contamin uh, it's not as a, a, a concern, the contaminant now as it was, so the risk is low. Um, neither regardless of that, I don't trust this. So this means that chemical warfare is literally in our backyard, right? So while it may be easier to kill a load of people with a gun, <laughs> it's clearly not necessary in order to do so. So, America has been told, we can blow you up with a quickness and you can't stop us. The UK has been shown that we can potentially kill loads of people without firing a single bullet, right? So now comes my important question. The very reason I started giving this a bit more thought is just, you know, the last two nights. So why all of a sudden is this, this spy, Sergei Skripal, so important? So, so important that they need to take him out. Now, Russia already had this guy in prison for 13 years as a result of his acts. They knew what he did, they had him, why didn't they take him out then, right? So they had him. If they wanted him gone, they had ample opportunity to do so. And it's well known that certain political activists and Russia, they tend to come up missing in action or even assassinated right in plain sight when they become a problem. So, here's an example of, of, of I don't even know if I should tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. It's, I had, when I lived in Michigan, there was a, when I was a kid, I was a young kid, probably about six, five, six years old, there was a Russian family that lived right downstairs from us in the apartment building that I lived in with my mother. And um, one morning, um, my friend's um, mother, I won't say her name, it doesn't matter. Her name was Vicky, it doesn't matter. So. Her mom came upstairs. I don't remember any of this. My mom tells me this. I, like I said, I was a child, so um, she's in a panic. She's freaking out. She's banging on the door. She's asking my mom where her husband is. Have you seen my husband? Where's my husband? Of course my mom hasn't seen him. So he's gone in the middle of the night. Her husband. Gone. Okay? His shoes are still at the house. He's gone. Wallet's there. Everything is still there, but he's gone. Now come to find out that he used to have some workings with the Russian, with the KGB at that time. So I think it's rather obvious that they came and got him. <laughs> they came and got this guy and who knows what happened to him. So they can get to you if they want to get to you without causing a big scene. So anyway, back to this story. So in July of 2010, this guy, uh, Sergei, was a one of, the, one of four prisoners released 
by Moscow in exchange for 10 Russian spies arrested by the FBI as part of a swap. And he was later flown over to the UK. So let's play a little chess here. As you know, think, think, let's think a few moves ahead and not think like we're playing checkers. Um, but I guess at this point, the king is about, what, like about three moves away from being checkmated by the sounds of it. So we all know that there's been mad tension between the countries mentioned at the top of the show, right? So we also know that President Obama said, don't cross this red line when it comes to using chemical weapons to Assad and the Syrian regime. And he did it anyway. And then Obama said, all right, don't cross this red line. So a lot of countries saw that as a position of weakness with regards to the United States. So this was, the, this was when the first pawns, in my opinion, were moved into the middle of the board, right? Russia uh, and Syria have relations and the US meddling in their affairs. Well, no good, obviously. So now we have North Korea claiming that they'll meet with President Trump to discuss nuclear weapon production and a potential shutdown of said programs, um, which brings China back into the picture, okay? China is North Korea's most important trading partner and it's its main source of food and energy. It's helped sustain Kim Jong-un's regime and you know we have a problem with them and we can't do but so much because China's a problem. China is a problem and we understand that. So. They've also been very historically opposed to international, uh, harsh international sanctions on North Korea and in the hope of avoiding, you know, like a regime collapse, basically. They, they would have this refugee influx from North Korea into China, and China doesn't want that. They have an 800 plus, almost 900 mile border with North Korea. So Pyongyang's nuclear tests and ongoing missile launches have complicated its relationships with Beijing, which has continued to advocate for the resumption of the six-party talks, the multicultural framework aimed at denuclearizing North Korea. So a purge of top North Korean officials since its young leader came to power and the assassina assassination of Kim Jong-nam, who is Kim Jong-un's exiled half-brother in Malaysia, also spurred concerns from China about the stability of North Korea, obviously. So yet China's policies have done little to deter their, their nuclear ambitions. They just haven't done much. So Kim Jong-nam, if you don't remember, uh, he was exiled. Apparently he tried to... Uh, he, he, he was next in line. He was supposed to be the, the, the next leader of North Korea from Kim Jong... Un, uh, I believe his name was. Uh, was it Kim Jong-un? So anyway, so Kim Jong-il. So he was next in line. He was the son. And he was assassinated a year, exactly a year and one month to today, right, by a chemical nerve agent. Okay, so anyway, he was exiled for trying to sneak in a another country to go to Disneyland, Paris or something, using a false passport or something like that. They killed him. Two women went in, caught him at the airport, assassinated a year ago, one month to today. Gone, right? So the Prime Minister of the UK, Theresa May, says, you know, she's indicated that the Russian government has until today to explain themselves, right, in a move that many have said is a bit hasty. They have no evidence. They have nothing to substantiate these claims other than they've discovered that the nerve agent was developed by a Russian military or was Russian military nerve agent. So it could have gotten into anybody's hands, or, but anyway. So of course, the Russian government is denying all the involvement, demanding that the UK provide proof that they were involved in this attack, and they said they're not going to say anything until that takes place. So there's no proof. <laughs> there is no proof. 
Um, none that I've seen come forward anyway, but I'm on the outside and not privy to the media wire information or the high level intel that the government um, has. And she, you know, isn't saying anything. And I keep getting these messages, these alerts. Um, uh, with regards to this thing. Now, there was a suspicious package found outside the Houses of Parliament today, uh, about two hours ago, and uh, the UK envoy in Russia has been summoned. Uh, the Moscow, the UK intelligence um, may be complicit. In, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. This is a total nightmare. So now Russia has let America know that it's uh, its biggest ally, both military and financially, um, <laughs> they, they're not happy with them, uh, that they can basically kiss their ass, and they will not be dealing with either country unless it's on their terms, right? So you have no proof that we meddled in the U.S. elections. They have now said uh, it was the Jews, I think it was, that I read yesterday that did it. And now we have a missile that you can't stop and will cripple you. You have no proof that we tried to assassinate this former spy. Uh, we've, had, we've had him in our prison for ages, yet you accuse us of having involvement in this guy's attempted assassination. Their response, none yet, none. You, you did it, you know, whatever. So I feel this was a calculated move in order to start something far, far greater. Like I said, think chess, queen check right now, right? Boom, Russia's moving their position, their pieces into position and nobody's really paying any attention to this. I'm sure that much greater minds than mine have likely come up with some scenarios that are possible, um, the news, I, I, I have to stay away from it. I'm trying to draw my own conclusions. This is what we also lack, which doesn't really relate to this. I find that a lot of times we don't come up with original thoughts anymore. We're so focused on what Fox News, what CNN, what Russia Today has to say, we then take those opinions and then base our opinions off of what other people have said. I'm not doing that. So, like I said, I'm sure somebody has come up with something maybe more accurate or maybe something, they have more information than I do. But until the other shoe drops, um, we don't know. But I do know history. <laughs> I do know history, and I know saber rattling when I see it, and this is not it. North Korea testing missiles over Japan, that's saber rattling, okay? Russia saying that they have an unstoppable missile, and former spies being attacked in the UK soil, not saber rattling, no. I still don't know why else they would come after this guy now. I guess we just have to sit back and watch and wait for this quote-unquote shitstorm to roll in and hope cooler heads prevail but many of these Russian spies have been murdered in the UK over the years there was similar types of attacks these nerve gases they, they, they get into the system and they, they kill them over you know weeks there was one where it just ate his organs so maybe they're just loose ends that they're trying to tie up maybe they're you know they're left alone until the Russian government needs some sort of perceived provocation in order to make the next move in their game. Checkmate. I don't know. Anyway, something that I do know, actually, that as I'm, and I didn't even think about this while I was writing the story, but I'm thinking about it now as I'm saying it. When, this is huge actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and it actually substantiates what I just said. So, back during, when, when, when the USSR was broken up, when the Soviet Union was broken up, Mother Russia was distraught. This, this was really, really bad for them. And they, what they did is they left certain, they left Russians in these, these countries that were no longer you know, under Soviet control. They left them there. And by doing so, they were forced to become part of this new culture. But they weren't wanting that. So once 
they were settled in and some time has gone by, you know, 10, 20 years, Russia decided to kick it back up again because they want to bring back this conglomerate of countries and this power. They don't have that power anymore and they want it back. So this was a big move a few years ago. Maybe if you saw that show or that I did where they were talking about making uh, Russia the religious center and, and there was this big thing about how America was bad because they were allowing all this 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 gay marriage and um, now people are, are trans transsexual and, and, and all this other stuff. This does not is not in alignment with the church, right? So now Russia was trying to position themselves as being pro-Catholic church. So these cells that were left in these countries were then active. And then all this stuff kicked off in all these other countries. They already had Russian militants in those countries from the Soviet years. So now they could, boom, they can activate them, just like right now. So you still have this agent, these spies that they know they're around. They, they released them and trade for better spies they want back. This guy's, that's fine. We'll leave him over there. Now they have provocation. So they come over here, or England, and it um, can, can use this as potentially uh, uh, some way to start something that they want. Anyway, thanks for sticking around. Draw your own conclusions. Like I say, do your own research. I always say that. Don't listen to what everybody else is telling you. There's always an agenda. And don't forget, and I'm stealing this line from someone else, but the agenda has no truth. Or the, tr the truth has no agenda. <laughs> it just doesn't. The truth never has an agenda. Just go out there and find the information. Um, I know it's time. You know, your time is valuable. I know it's, it's just one of those things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And there's me everywhere and I appreciate you giving me your ears. Uh, stay alert, stay informed, honest lies, I'm Von Joseph.